Talking Spurs, 40-ish minutes of football adjacent frivolity. I am your host, Patty, and I'm here with Acid, my lovely co-host. Hey, Acid. Hey, Patty. How are you? I'm good, and we are sensational as we welcome guests to our first documentary deep dive into Sensational, a not new, an older documentary that TVN produced back in, I think, 2018, 19. And it's only been brought to our attention recently by Instagram user and fan Wenjing104. Thank you so much, because now it has English subs, and we're going to dive right in. For everyone who wants to follow along, we will be posting two things. Number one, episode notes with links extensively to the really bite-sized pieces that TVN uploaded. Warning, it's uploaded in like one to three minute bits and pieces. So Acid has done the very hard work of combing through every single episode. And we will also be posting her intense episode description and, and feelings because guys, if we read those out, we would be here for 12 days. Instead, we're going to try to keep it to 40-ish minutes of just going nuts. And, and in this first episode, we're going to be covering a look into Sonny's daily life from the moment he wakes up to his commute to the office, quote-unquote the office, meaning the stadium and, and the training facility, to just like, what food does Sonny like? Uh, spoiler, it's uh, floor-based. What is that? We'll find out. So we've always wondered, you know what? What does Sunny's house look like? And this documentary gives us the best ever tour. Actually, I say best, but then it like leaves us with so many questions. So it's a good tour. <laughs> it's a good tour. It's a good place to start if you're stalking. So check it out. I think it's it's Sun holding the camera for most of this. And there's a second camera that's also following him around. So we get a really, really good view of his house. And I think the first thing you notice is that this house is super Spartan. Like it has the bare minimum of furniture. The living room has two sofas, nothing really on the walls, and a TV. That's it. <laughs> you go to his room and there's a bed and then that's it. It's it's a really neat, I would say minimalist, but I'm not sure it's exactly. I feel like minimalist is deliberate. This seems like, oh, we just don't have stuff. <laughs> it's explained in like really interesting ways. Like at first, Sun goes, oh, it's, it's bare because we're moving in. And later on in the documentary, we learn that it's bare because that's the way his dad likes things. <laughs> so interesting. That's just a glimpse into Sonny's relationship with his father and the intense influence he has on him, which we'll discuss later or maybe in another episode. I think it's going to be a recurring theme, but super interesting. I wish he'd decorate. That's just me, though. Like, I would love to see what his decorating style would be. But I mean, I'm all for no things in the house because, God, it's so hard to clean a house. That minimalism or having no things is hey, key. Acid, you mentioned this bedroom. And I think the key thing you'll see in the bedroom is number one, it's huge. There's a gaming desk, there's a TV. He mentions that he has a nice view of like a you know, football field in a school. Hint, hint, hint for all the uh, stalkers out there. And that he wants to put a couch uh, right in front of the TV so he can watch some games. But you also notice a huge bed, which is quite nice. And... I think Acid pointed this out in her crazy notes, is that we have some continuity errors in this documentary. And I think overall, our comment is, thank you for the documentary, but I hope you produced it better because it was really confusing. So thank you to Acid. I have to thank you for uh, putting this outline together. Otherwise, I wouldn't know where to begin. But I think the important thing to note about his bed is there is a stuffed monkey that looks like a plush toy. Uh, that's tucked it's right so in cute. next to him. It's very cute. And the uh, card gen or, or the, the graphics on screen say that it was supposedly, quote unquote, from a fan. Now, Acid, do you believe this? 
So I immediately thought that, oh, this must be a girlfriend gift or a relationship <laughs> gift. And like yeah. including it in this documentary is a subtle signal out to mm. that one person. Mm. But then, yeah, but then these graphics say that it comes from a fan, so... I don't believe the graphics. So I believe you, Asset. I believe your theory. And we will find out more about his relationship with his father and how he, you know, is so focused on football. But my... I, I stand by Asset's theory that this is a relationship plushie. And, uh, Sonny, fess up. I want to know who this girl is. For sure, when he, like goes to meet this girl or guy. <laughs> he wants to look his best, right? And to be able to look your best, you have to, to go into your banyo and make yourself ready. And there, that's where the house tour goes next. Sonny shows us his bathroom, he shows us his shower, he shows us his tub. When we see the tub, he casually says, this is where I take half showers, lower body showers. Mm. Great, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then he also shows us his product drawer. So he pulls Yay. out this drawer that's under the sink, and then you see all of the products he uses. And we've, we've asked so many times in the past, what skincare products do you use? What sunblock do you use, Sunny? What do you use for your hair? And this drawer has the answers. <laughs> you see, the first thing you see is like, Pots of La Mer products. Mm. And for those who don't know, La Mer is like incredibly expensive. It is luxury skincare. Or at least to, to me, I think it's luxury skincare. <laughs> I think for the to world, it's luxury skincare. Yeah. Because according to the Harrods website, a single 100 ml tub of La Mer moisturizing cream is 370 pounds. That's insane, insane. I don't think I've spent that much on skincare in my whole life. I don't think I've spent that much on anything apart from like plane tickets in my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Hey. So that's that's crazy. Oh, and alongside only... La Mer, alongside La Mer, you see some like niche South Korean brands. There's this mm. like green container labeled TS. And I'd never heard of it before, so we had to Google this and we found out according to Bloomberg that it's like the number one hair loss treatment in South Korea or something. And they make shampoos, they make hair wax, they make all sorts of things. And Sun is like the face of this brand. So of course it's in there. Was it there two days before? Or was it only there for the shoot? We don't know. <laughs> Probably for the shoot, but that's okay. Yeah, and, and that's it. I think a recurring theme of this uh, documentary is that any Sunny sponsor makes a uh, huge buy-in uh, because there's in-product placement. And... Uh, First of them would be TS. But there's a lot of Adidas. There's a lot of Cornetto. Uh, sorry to AIA and Nike because you get blurred out. Uh. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sonny continues the tour and, and mentions that he they chose his house because apparently sometimes it has great facilities. And what are those facilities? Apparently there's a pool and there's like an, in, an indoor pool and like a gym that's small but well-equipped and like a spa and like, it looked like there was a, like a barber place, like a... Anyway, the idea here is that these are common facilities to the building. Uh, and sometimes when after a game and he can't sleep, he apparently says he goes to the pool. Does he swim? I don't know. Or does he just wade? Maybe. What we did discover is when they showed photos of this pool and this gym is that it looks eerily familiar because Eric Lamella, fellow Spurs player and teammate, also posts a lot of photos in the gym and in the pool. And it looks like the exact same damn pool and the exact same damn gym. So in my head, they could be neighbors. I'm, I'm, I'm standing by this. I, I, I've yet to, uh, I mean, it's not 100% confirmed, but I wouldn't be surprised if teammates lived in the same facility because as we saw in the Tottenham documentary, they, when they gave Steve Bergwine his tour and Vorm is with him as they look for a house, they mentioned that, oh, another player lives in this building. Holy shit, 
I have to rewatch that if Steve Bergwijn also lives in the same building. Maybe. Yeah, th- this is wild. Do, do they just do they buy property in groups? Because I, I think I, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, Holy they shit. tend to live in clusters, which yeah. which we are co- we we get confirmation of when we watch Sunny drive to work. So like, there's a part of this documentary where we kind of see him from the moment he wakes up, presumably the moment he wakes up until he heads to work. Um, and like we see his his dad, the the like graphics on the screen say it's eight a.m. when his dad wakes him up and his dad knocks on the door mm-hmm. like any parent would. <laughs> knock knock knock. It's time to go to school. <laughs> then we see the inside of the the room and then son like just immediately wakes up with his with his perfectly styled mm-hmm. hair, which makes me think, okay, this is staged. Anyway, so then he spends time, like, we hear him showering, (laughs) we see him choosing an outfit, and then we see him, like, walk over to his car. So, like, we don't actually see him, like, choose an outfit. He kind of picks up, like, a blue and white jacket, but we never (laughs) see that jacket ever again. (laughs) Because by the time he gets to his car, he's wearing, like, a long, like, muted colored coat and, like, jeans and what looks like green converse. At least to my peasant eyes. Maybe. They're green convert. Could be like, yeah. I don't know, Comme des Garçons. Who knows? Could be, could be. So anyway, so he, he drives to work and then he gives us some nuggets of information as he's he's driving to work. As he's he's leaving his house and joining the main road, he talks about how, oh, I usually drive to work, but sometimes I hitch a ride. And then he says, sometimes he rides with Harry because Harry lives two minutes away. Sometimes he rides with Lorente, or at least he used to when Lorente was on the same team. <laughs> And then as he drives, I think we, we paused at several key moments where we try to decipher the like the shop front names for some of these places so we can like triangulate and find out where he lives, which we'll report once we find out. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so <laughs> he casually says that it's like a 40-minute drive to work mm. um, and he needs to be there by 9. Yeah. So I guess we deduced that he takes 20 minutes to get ready in the morning. Which is shockingly which is fast. fast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. he's still a guy after all. Just a vain one. Which we approve of. We love it. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, we, we see a bit more of his day. And, you know, we see a bunch of the players, which we'll, we'll cover more in, in other episodes. But it's just interesting because as we know, and as we've deduced, he lives in the Hampstead Heath area. And he has claimed so many times in this episode, in the documentary, that he doesn't really go out. And yet we see him casually strolling the streets alone in a lovely khaki ensemble. And... I noticed that he has a bodyguard with him and obviously his father is somewhere in the side but there is a bodyguard and obviously I wouldn't be surprised he does get mobbed by fans and they show a bunch of like you know fans going up to him but we also see Sunny enter a nice little bakery where he is served by a lovely bakery employee who are thanking her lucky stars it's him entering her bakery that day I don't know if she even knows who he is but it's so cute because he orders, like, he asks if something has chocolate. He ends up ordering, like, a lemon cheesecake or something, a lemon meringue, like, a cheesecake, and, like, very, very interesting choices. But also, can you just imagine being the lady that Sunny buys pastries from on a quote-unquote regular basis if that's not a stage shot of him entering a cafe? I think I would, like, freak out. You know what's interesting, too, is that you mentioned that that outfit, I think, is the one he filmed in when they were doing the no to racism one or something like that or or it's it's okay to be okay it's okay to be okay but what's also interesting about this outfit is that if you see um instagram stories of jan and dyer they're also walking in the same neighborhood and they bump into him while he's shooting and they have a photo with him 
I, I remember that. Oh. I remember that very clearly. So maybe they all, obviously they all live in the same area uh, and they're all walking in Hampstead Heath casually. And uh, while Sonny was, I, I'll try to look for that post, but while Sonny was shooting this, I know that they bumped in because as he was signing autographs, Jan and Eric kind of catcall him to be like, oh, you're so popular. Yeah, but that's not in the documentary. I kind of wish I was waiting for them to come out because I knew that they had met each other. Um, fan, there were fine, a lot of fan videos, but yeah, lovely neighborhood. What a posh place to be. I don't know, man. Cute. Very cute. Just two things about that, 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 that two new learnings, I guess, from that interaction in that bakery was that we learned that he likes to pay by card because he asked to pay by card and the lady said yes. And then he also doesn't take his receipt. She offered his receipt and he said no. So those are his purchasing preferences. So moving from his purchasing preference to his food preferences, in this documentary series, we also learn two things. One, that he doesn't like smelly food, which is interesting. Like, the way he talks about it, he discusses this with his friend Park Seo-joon, and they talk about how he doesn't like strong-smelling food. Like, PSJ asks about gingers, and he goes, oh, don't get me started on gingers. Yeah. He, he name-checks a specific kind of leaf that he really doesn't like. And uh, I googled the kind of leaf, and it's a kind of leaf that's in kimchi, and he doesn't like that because that smells that smells bad. The leaf. I don't know about kimchi. I don't know how he'd mm. eat it, though, if he doesn't like strong-smelling food. <laughs> <laughs> but what he does like, we learned, is flour-based food. So there's a part in the documentary where he has like a fan event, and some of the fans have prepared some of his favorite food. And she introduces it as flour-based, which is such an interesting way to categorize food. I don't think I've ever heard that before. But yeah, he likes it. I didn't even know there were things like flour-based food. I thought it was co- what is it, cookies? No, right? That's, that's like street food, no? Yeah, it is street food. And then he says that he, he tries to avoid it during the season because like he needs to watch what he eats. But I guess when he's in Korea and it's off-season, all bets are off and it's flour-based food fest. Yes. Yeah. I guess it's a really just interesting look into Sunny's day-to-day life. And uh, again, we have far more thoughts that we'd love to share with you guys. So please click through uh, to the link in our episode description for the minute-by-minute, second-by-second deep dive into this. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you can help us triangulate uh, any, uh, I don't know, residences that are of note, we'd love to hear from you. And when we're back, uh, I guess we'll talk about Sunny's relationships. See you then. Hey guys, and we are back. So in this section, we're going to talk about Sunny's relationships. So everyone wants to be Sunny's friend. I want to be Sunny's friend. <laughs> Patty wants to be... Everybody wants to be Sunny's friend. But he already has friends. He does have friends. And in this section, he does, yes. And it's so, it's just, it's awesome to see him in this documentary interact with his friends and spend time with them. It's super, super cool. And I think there are two friends that we want to kind of shine the spotlight on in this part. And then we're going to talk about some other friends as well. Um, I think number one is actually the first friend we meet in this documentary and someone super left field and super surprising because you wonder, how did they meet? Yeah. And why are they friends? Uh, so we, we meet Arsenal legend. What? The, the fact that I'm mentioning Arsenal in a Spurs podcast is already beyond belief. And yet we see Sunny somehow having a relationship with uh, Thierry Henry. Uh, I don't know if he's, I'm saying his name right, but he was a big uh, player for Arsenal back in the day. And I have no idea how they were friends. 
but they show him competing with Sunny in this like field where we learn he's working out with his father and they do a bunch of like ball drills with their feet and tricks and whoever loses apparently is uh, the person who pays for their meal and guess what they actually do have a meal they end up having like bibimbap and like Korean barbecue which apparently Theory Henry loves and I think it was just I don't know my, my my theory of this is maybe they met, maybe they're both Adidas endorsers and they were, you know, put together or maybe same agent, same, you know, network of all the, you know, coterie of uh, entourages that football players have and somehow that's already connected. But it was a really an, an actually an interesting insight into hearing Sunny just listen and, and, and kind of look up to this uh, quite revered player. Uh, it was just really nice to see them eat a lot of Korean barbecue too. I was actually really like super hungry at many points. But given that uh, Thierry Henry is, I think he's French. Uh, I assume he's French. Uh, they they, did, is, they yeah, did a yeah. bunch of conversations around how uh, Sonny is well liked by fans because he puts in the effort to really learn the language. And of course, if you're a Spurs fan, you've probably Googled Sonny. Uh, speaking German so when he played for Leverkusen in the Bundesliga and Sunny obviously speaking English quite well and you'll notice like the card gym which I think was kind of condescending a bit of like how Sonny's so good that they actually let him do like the press conference like these are things like I, I mean I think an overall comment <laughs> on this entire documentary is how they are totally targeting an audience that sees Sunny as a cultural figure more than a football player because a lot of the yeah. um graphics and a lot of the descriptions are very much like okay like normal people would know this but maybe we don't know who tvn is targeting but quite interesting and obviously yeah it, it's it's really nice to see that obviously if anyone would put the effort from 20 minute ball drills with his father which we'll, we'll go into more later and you know being very competitive with with Henri and just being very cute um to really adapting properly because as you know in the tottenham documentary we have the frenchies like like in dombele who still are struggling to learn english or maybe never learned and we know of Gareth Bale that just never bothered to learn Spanish so like I think it's quite interesting to see how Sonny really <laughs> yeah. adapted himself quite well to this and I mean okay sure let's have Henri discuss it with him key takeaway I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have some barbecue <laughs> it, <was> so... <laughs> it, it felt so like a bit forced yeah. I guess because or in hindsight it felt forced because Henri starts by saying oh I was in Korea and my anecdote about adaptability is that I had Korean food and I love it to this day. And then Sun starts talking about adaptability for him. And then that's when it starts to get really big and grand and like like a reflection of his awesome character because then he starts talking about it's a sign of respect mm. in a country when you bother to learn their language. And like learning is one thing, but the second and more important thing is showing that you're learning. Then this the documentary starts to go into cuts of him on his first like press event when he first joined Spurs and they try to make it like he's struggling to speak English but you can understand him like he feels a little not confident but it's not like he's terrible you you can totally comprehend what he's saying and then supposedly a year later they show him at like a UCL press conference and he's talking with more confidence he's kind of saying the same thing but I guess it's just the confidence level that's changed I guess one last thing about this is that they actually went to dinner 
Henri and Son. I feel like you see it in so many content videos of players being competitive and one of them is gonna say, oh, whoever loses buys dinner. But you're thinking they're not going to dinner after this. They're gonna go to their own homes and not hang out anymore. So I was super surprised when it cuts to them actually having dinner. There was some follow through. Good on them. Yeah. Speaking of people having dinner at Korean restaurants together, we segue into the second relationship we want to talk about, um, which is like the friendship between Sun and Park Seo Joon. So PSJ is the K-drama superstar of Itaewon class fame. I say Itaewon class fame because it's the most recent one, but I'm sure he has like a really long filmography. Like, did, did, do you know this guy? No. My, my Korean references are Gong Yu, and that's it. I stopped after Coffee Prince. I haven't gone back. I should. But yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't deep-dived into K-dramas recently. Yeah. Like, I, I also, I personally haven't as well. I didn't really know him. Because I realize we've seen him on Sun's Instagram mm. a lot. But like, we're only now, like, recognizing, oh shit, it's that guy from that K-drama. Anyway, that aside, we understand. We'll trust that he is a massive megastar. And he happens to be in London during the time of the filming of this documentary. And he goes to watch his friend play. He cheers him on at a game. And then afterwards, they hang out. And then they go to dinner. And this this entire thing is super, super cute. Like, we learn many tidbits of cute information. <laughs> like, I think Park So Joon talks about what sun means to the <laughs> Korean people. Everything. <laughs> Well, first, first to him, like he says that Sun's name saved in his phone is Sunshine <laughs> because he brings so much light. And again, from personal experience, expanding it into a greater context, he also talks about how, hey, do you know how much you mean to the Korean people? Because the games are so early in the morning, many people will not be up to see it. So many Korean peeps, he says, wake up first thing in the morning to check their phones, what the score was. And if sun scores, they feel lighter and more able to take on their day, which is super, super cute and also a massive amount exactly. of pressure for one person. Yeah. We'll, we'll dive more. <laughs> we'll dive deeper into the amount of pressure that Sunny gets and I guess the kind of emptiness and loneliness that, that also is covered in conversations with BSJ. But I think it's just very cute. Number one, wow, there are a lot, I, I suppose there is a wide Korean variety of restaurants in London, given the different places they've featured now. And yet Sunny still is like, nope, Korean food is best in Korea. And naturally, you would say that. I think just really interesting with the entire PSJ thing is that, again, like obviously this one is a real friend. You do see him in Sunny's IG a lot. And, and it seems that it was revealed that they were introduced to each other because Sunny, Sunny mentioned during the conversation that in Europe, he didn't really have a lot of friends and that they met when he was in the UK. And I'm like, who introduced you guys? Like, oh. what, what, what social circles, I guess, fashion? I don't know. Would you be both interested in that you would meet? But they seem to claim that they are brothers and, like, really close. So... Hmm cool yeah. so you know what psj there are a lot of cute k-drama stars there hook a brother up like come on yeah tap into your exactly. network exactly tap into that network and and go give sunny something uh and just really quickly before we we we, we round out sunny's relationships and friendships uh a lot of bits and pieces were mentioned about how, you know, Sunny goes to get waffles with Ben Davis in the neighborhood. We've looked at the different waffle places. It seems like there's a place called Le Crepedi Hampstead, which I'm guessing is like where they go because it's very near like all the cafes that they featured. We've done our research. And now, you know, he has dinner with Deli or he has a ride with Harry. And it's just very cute because you do know that Sunny and, and you'll see them talk about him in a very 
meaningful way of how he brings so much happiness and so much joy from Poch from everyone in mentioning this. But yeah, just having him drop these hints of like, yeah, I go to I go get waffles with Ben. Like that's that's just cute. It's super cute. I'd I'd love to like like for this pandemic to be over so we can start stalking and yeah. just hang around Hampstead for a weekend. Yeah park ourselves at the waffle place (laughs) anyway so if anyone sees them at this waffle place anyone who actually lives in london just tweet at us when you see them and we'll be there (laughs) yeah i'll go get a ticket and fly over cool so now that we've covered the friendships we're going to move on to a relationship that's even closer and even deeper and even more formative we're going to talk about papa Mm. son so he features heavily in this documentary and like heavily as in airtime and heavily as in it it's heavy <laughs> when they start talking about their relationship so son talks about how like his his childhood seems to be like just all training to be a football player and i guess this is because of the support of his using the term support quite loosely and broadly the support of his ultra tiger mm. dad there's some moments that are quite sad and like hint at maybe some kind of pain where he he talks about being like recalling being shouted at and being hit in his trainings when he wouldn't do well he talks about like marathon 40 minute keepy uppy sessions where if he fails he has to start again so it's so like i guess it's classic tiger parent right there's so much pressure and so much ultra discipline and so many dire consequences if you don't stick to the program. Yeah, I think... I don't know, did you get that feeling? When I definitely it? did. And I think that's, like, my biggest... Like, obviously, Korean culture has a big deference to parents and how respect is very much there. But it's very interesting to me because for someone like Sunny, who has, obviously, a lot of love for his dad, they do mention, like, all this, like, the harsh upbringing and, like, the harsh training, which does lead to, like, where he is now. So I get that there is gratitude there. But given that he is in Europe and is a football star... You would think that he would be influenced by the outside world to kind of like break away and just like, you know, go out on his own. And yet he chooses or, I don't know, has a strange sense of responsibility and, you know, loyalty to his father that he's still the mentor and he's still the one training him on days where he's off. So I'm always baffled and confused by this relationship because there is, you know, there's family and there's training, but there is just this really, like, really, really deep bond with his dad, which I don't question. I'm just, I'm I'm really, really just like, oh. Okay, good on you. I hope everyone's happy. Yeah, I, I hope so. Like, the more you watch the documentary, the more levels you mm-hmm. see in this relationship. So, like, on one hand, you get the ultra tiger dad football dictator feeling. And then, like, in some parts, you get the feeling that he's super, his dad is super, like, subservient mm. to Sun or even, like, a martyr. Yeah. Because you see him, like, Sun is just chilling, and then it's the dad who will unpack the recovery equipment he talks about son like in one episode talks about how his dad does all of the chores all of the housework is his dad and the dad like pipes in and says yes i do everything so that he can focus on football which is again a strange like setup i get it like and again we sonny has a brother and sonny has a mother these people do not feature in the documentary thus far at least episodes two and three and so are they in korea uh we don't hear much about them it's a very yeah very tiger dad asian dad 
you know, and imagine the pressure. Like, obviously, the dad also played football himself, so it's not that he doesn't know this life. Mm -hmm. But it's just quite interesting. I personally, obviously, this is not the life I would like my family to lead, but, like, it's a life they've chosen. And obviously, Sonny would not be where he is if not for this formative training and, like, crazy regimented life. But damn, we all choose the lives we lead, and this is where he's at. Yeah. Yeah, like, sometimes you feel like, oh my gosh, is this, like, an indictment of the tiger parenting method? But then you can't argue with the results. Sonny is son. He's playing, like, top-tier, elite-level football on a global scale. So it's like, oh, so it It works then. It does (laughs) work. It's kind of parenting. At one point, Sonny was asked point-blank what his relationship was with his dad, and he kind of says, like... I guess it's also a very Asian family of not admitting to feelings at all. But he just says that he's a strainer, his father, his friend. And I'm like, okay, cool. And when the dad mentioned that sometimes he cries on the inside and, you know, he cleans everything so Sonny can focus, I wonder, like, it's so easy. Like, if you watch Western shows or whatever, it's so much easier for people to say, yeah, and I love him. He's my, my dad. He's my son. There was no admission of love at all. And it's all very, very much just like, yeah, no, this is our dream. And, you know, we work hard and some that's some crazy shit like deep therapy if you were like caucasian this would be therapy levels worth of like news but because we are asian you know sweep it under the rug and move on <laughs> yeah well when you said there's yeah. no admission of love I that's got true that's what, that's what that's yeah like there's so many things hinting at parallel things but not actually yeah. that. i mean lang- their like, language of love is obviously service and like quality time Yes, that's um, true. So th- it's not it's not words, and that's fine. It's just like it's very like ooh, like were these people hugged enough as kids, like you know, and all that. But yeah, that's just me. Oh, speaking of hugs, I was thinking while watching this show that like oh, they don't. There's hardly any physical contact. Like there's a moment where they're talking about their relationship, where they're standing yes. side by side. As son talks about how he's grateful to his dad, his dad kind of like tenses up and his eyes look like they glaze over. And as as like son's dad talks about all the things that he does for son, son looks then so kind of like like yep. fidgets and his eyes also glaze That's over. exactly like what so, I was referring to. It's so to. cold. I was like, just say you love each yeah. other, guys. It's okay. Like <laughs> and yeah. hug. Touch. But then we do actually see a hug here, and it's a really massive and dramatic one that will bring you to tears. So in this episode where they show the UCL final, and we all know how that pans out, and then we see footage of Sun watching Liverpool raise the trophy, and then he just looks he looks distraught. And the first thing he does is to walk straight into like where the audience is. He seeks out his dad, and they have a hug that lasts longer than I've ever seen any Asian family hug in public, ever. Yeah. It's it's one of the, like, the saddest and most moving things about this documentary. No, it is quite intense. And, like, obviously they, you know, they show more of the UCL, mm-hmm. and, and that hug is really, like, it's so sweet. And I think, like, launched a thousand Instagram posts of, like, how, hey, look, see, it's okay. Sunny's you know, relationship with dad is actually quite good, blah, 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 blah. They do do an interview with the dad after and I think they they kind of talk about how the dad is processing how the UCL went and obviously it didn't go our way instead like they go like he just tells his son that you know be happy that's just one game you're playing soccer you'll be fine and it's quite interesting like that's the mentality that is driven into Sunny. like be grateful which is all you know very Asian and very like interesting but I'm really really curious to see more and whether this relationship is truly 
like the way it's portrayed i hope there's no resentment i hope it's truly just positive because it is it could be problematic if it's like unresolved anything that's just me that's just me yeah i worry about that also because it seems like this is his core relationship this is the one relationship in his life that's there all the time from the from the very beginning and every day so i hope i hope it's a we can we can all hope but yeah that's like the first two episodes of five that we'll be covering for the sensational documentary that came out a year ago and we are obviously like we mentioned this is just like the tip of the fucking iceberg we'll link to all the different links and show notes and the massive 38 page document you know document that acid put together for this it is gorgeous and brilliant and you'll be very entertained and i guess we hope you follow us on socials and tell us your favorite parts of this documentary we're at stockingspurs on instagram and twitter and if you haven't subscribed please do so that you get uh, updates of when we release uh, the next episode of our discussion of sensational uh, we'll be doing this every other episode or so in between our regular episodes so so do watch out for it Asset? Anything else? Anything we can... Um, honestly, yeah. loads, but there's no time for... Nobody in the world has time for all of the things we wanted to say. Thanks for sticking with us. We're so glad you guys are listening. So tweet at us if there's anything else you want us to talk about. Let us know how you found the documentary. Yeah. And, and I guess as a teaser for the next couple of episodes, we'll be covering a bit of Sonny's loneliness and anxiety. And, you know, Sonny's effect Ooh. on the world because he is a global superstar. Yeah, the Sun Hyung Min effect. Indeed. So thanks again, guys, for joining us. Thanks, Acid, for everything. And, and thanks. We'll see you guys next time on Stalking Spurs. Thanks, Patty. Come, Come on, on, you Spurs. Spurs.